Have you heard that bang in the garage in the middle of the night? Could it have been a spring or a garage door has broken? Call the experts at Precision Door Service. Two numbers to contact them. Area code 708-474-6657 or 219-306-8155. They can always be reached online at precisiongarage-door.com. Those numbers again, in case of emergency, with your garage door, Precision Door Service at 708-474-6657 or 219-306-8155. You can always get them online at precisiongarage-door.com. Hey, everyone. Thanks for checking out another 316 podcast. I am Clayton from 316 Creative Works. Today, we are talking with, catching up, uh, wrapping up, and uh, talking about all things uh, Justin. Uh, so here's the thing. Before we get into all that, we always want to thank our favorite people in the whole entire world. So uh, big thanks, of course, to Larry and Sandy, who always want to thank the house manager, Danielle. Thanks to our creative producer, who is Esther. Uh, and I, I normally say thanks to Justin, mm-hmm. uh, because he's the one behind all the Knuton valves, uh, making sure the fluids are, are at level. Uh, but we're not going to thank him today because he is our our featured uh, guest speaker today. Um, you know, so here's the thing: it's we're we're putting this out one year from the day we started. Right? Exactly. I mean, I mean, this is coming out like February 13. Uh, I think our our first one came out a year ago, February 12, 13, 14. 14. Like yep. So happy Valentine's Day to all you and your lovers. Um, yeah, we got we got so I mean so much has happened in the last year, right? Mm-hmm. And, and one of the most boring years of the world. Of course, <laughs> we've had pandemic and uh, race issues and political issues, but other than the world um, changing completely, it's been pretty uneventful. So th- there are a couple of people that that I needed to, do need to thank. Some new changes have come up, and again, uh, I do want to thank my my new fellas at uh, Payrock for helping to uh, kind of restructure studio and more about them in episodes to come. So, uh, fellows over at Payrock, uh, thanks uh, for your new partnership. Um, also, we got we got some new equipment, right? We got like a new camera and a new thing and new stuff. So, man, we, you know, I, I, I we need to get these guys in the studio sometime just so that they can, you know, take it easy and relax a little bit. But I, I, I really need to thank the, uh, the Rota Bros and, um, Kevin, uh, Kev O'Brien'sma, uh, the real video guys. You know my my crew um, cut cut teeth with these guys in the the film and, and video and uh, creative arts uh, works. Uh, these guys are killing it out there at uh, Real Video. Uh, actually, killing it so much that I don't even see them anymore. I don't talk to them. I don't even know what they're doing. Once in a while, a quick uh, text catch up, but. Uh, new cameras that we're trying out today. We're going to really implement next uh, uh, next go around. But uh, new cameras, thanks to the the fellows over at Real Video. So we're all caught up. We thought we thanked everybody. We need to thank. Mm-hmm. So let me start. Let me start by saying uh, this last year. I think of of all the people that have, we've we've had in the studio. So we've we've done some things. We've corrected some things. We've we've scratched some things. We've added some things. But we have been able to tell. Some amazing stories. Yeah, a lot of stories. I mean, you know, I, I I forget most of them already because it, <laughs> it, you know a year is a, really is it goes fast, but it's a really long time. We've packed in a lot of uh, guests and stories 
into this last year. Mm-hmm. How how has this year been for you as a as a producer? Oh, it, it's it's funny you say producer because I don't feel like I do a producer role. Like the most most I do is I show up on a morning when I meet someone I've never met. Normally, it's one of your friends or like the plumber who just fixed the plumbing two days ago. It's one of those people, and then I'll edit it two hours before, like probably three or four hours before it's supposed to go out, and then hope it uploads. That's my job. But like, like when we started this, it was just us in this room where your dad used to sleep, and we were just moving boxes. And then you said, "Hey, why don't you give this a shot?" Yeah. And now here we are. Yeah. So you've you've learned a lot, right? I mean, you haven't gone to any uh, actual functional how how to produce school, right? Mm-hmm. But but being your age, you you grew up in this technology world, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so so you know how to turn on an iPhone, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you start there, and you just keep going, see what you like. I mean, are are we anywhere near Joe Rogan? Oh, no, we're not even close. <laughs> oh, are we? The same, it, I'd, are we in the same I'd world? love us to be at that level, yeah. but he's at the top one percent of the one percent. Okay. So, just so you guys know how how crazy um, this industry has become, and I don't mean you know radio broadcast uh, performing. Um, you know, I, I've I've been doing that for years, and and the skill and the talent is is all about the same, but the technology has made it so that anybody can do this. Mm-hmm. And so any any fifty year old kid who had a dream of uh, playing rock and roll like um, like uh, like Johnny Fever on WKRP, mm-hmm. he he can literally turn his bedroom into his radio station. So so there are something like two million podcasts out there today. Mm-hmm. We are we are one little little fish in a really really big ocean and mm-hmm. there are some monsters out there and is it fair to say that Joe Rogan is the biggest monster out there yeah in in turn yeah he's like the blue whale and we're like finding nemo yeah and we we are we are finding nemo uh and the the, the biggest thing about that kind of really helped Joe Rogan recently is is all the political fire right mm-hmm. uh proving once again that that bad press is good press right yeah that's true all, any eyes are good eyes are we um are we making a run at him? Are we are we here to say, Joe, we're coming after you? Slowly right. but surely, one yeah. brick at a time. One yeah, brick right. at a time. Okay, here we go. So how's the how's the year been? I mean, we we we. I'm not a numbers guy. Um, mm-hmm. all, all of my sales bosses will tell you that I'm not concerned about the numbers. I'm yeah. concerned about quality of life, lifestyle. So, so I know I'm having fun. I've had fun. We've had some amazing guests. We've had some. Uh, some great guests. We haven't had any bad guests. It's all been mm-hmm. good experiences. Um, but what do the numbers show you? Have, have we done okay after a year? All right. Do you want me to tell you them straight out or do you want me to make you guess? I want you to embellish as much as possible so everybody thinks that we're better than we are. No, no. Uh, I, you know what? I have no idea what the numbers should be. Mm-hmm. And so even after you tell me, I'm not sure if they're going to be good or not. So it's probably best if you just tell us where we are. All right. So... I think we'll start with the audio platforms. So on all our audio platforms, which is like Spotify, YouTube, or not Spotify, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, we've had 3,516 total downloads. Uh, So 3,516 total downloads mm-hmm. means they've downloaded the total thing yes okay. that means they've downloaded the episode and then whether they listen to it or not okay but it means they downloaded it okay 
which is important because it shows that they took the physical action to right. download it. Okay. So the most download. What do you think the most downloaded episode is? Well, I'm, 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 it's got to be probably Jason or Bob, right? I mean, yeah, just people that a lot of people know. So the most downloaded episode is a seat at the table with Greg and Kelly one, with 157 downloads, and taking the second spot is talking with Bridget O'Neill episode three with 111 downloads. No kidding, and th- those are like sleepers because. You know, it's very strange as you as you go out. You know, we we lock ourselves into the studio for a little bit, and we we have a guest, uh, you know, Bridget or or Greg and Kelly, um, uh, some good friends, some some people that that I just met. But we we I, I, we get in here, we talk a little bit, we laugh, we giggle, we have fun. Some of us cry, uh, we leave, and I don't think about it again. Justin takes care of everything from there, and I, honestly, I I kind of just let it go. I mm-hmm. I really I don't watch them again. Which I love. <laughs> right? I, I love that. I trust you. Um, uh, it just goes out. It goes out into the internets, the webs, and mm-hmm. it does what it does, and I, I don't know what it does. It, and so sometimes I'll run into somebody at a store or at, at church or at the health club. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, somewhere, and they're like, hey, I saw the thing. I caught up on the stuff, and the, I saw the thing, and the whatever. Um, and I don't hear those a lot. Yeah, Bridget O'Neill it was is such an uh, uh, such an amazing person, such a, a good friend of mine for years. But I kind of lost track with her for the last ten years or so, and it was so great to have her in and, and talk to her, uh, and just to hear that people were motivated by her story or inspired by her story just really really warms my heart. And of course, uh, Greg and Kelly. Not not only were they you know some of my my best closest friends, um, but their stories uh, are riveting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that that tells me one of two things. Either they're fairly popular people mm-hmm. so that they put that out on their whatevers uh, or the stories uh, that, that they had to share are so um, helpful to the world today that, that people were engaged by it. So, um, yeah, that's 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 awesome, man. Yeah. Well, Kelly, Kelly did a good job of like promoting it because a lot of people promote it on their Facebook by sharing yeah. it. But she was actually like, go listen to it on the audio platform. Yeah. So, we, yeah, that's what we need. We need a we need a promoter. Right? <laughs> that would be nice. Um, so RiversideFM.com collects data on podcast analysis, trends and statistics. And according to them, in 2021, the average podcast gets 27 listeners per episode. They also said that 60% of episodes on average are streamed instead of downloaded. So every episode is downloaded like 40% of the time instead of listened. So our average episode download is 55. So that means that if you double that, our average episode is listened to 110 times. So that means that we are four times the average size or we're four times the size of the average podcast. So I, you know, I, I don't really know what all that means. I, you know, I, I trust Riverside. I, I, you know, I've seen their stuff, um, their analytical, right, um, aggregators of information, I suppose, right, da- data mm-hmm. miners. Um, so I, I, I trust them, of course. But I suppose if you've got two million podcasts out there, your average podcast per episode or whatever is going to be 27. Yeah, so it's 27. Seems kind of low. Like I, like I've got 27 friends, mm-hmm. right? Um, shoot, I, I might have thirty friends, right? <laughs> but but to, but to hear you say that compared to your average of two million and twenty seven, 
<clears throat> our average was what did you say fifty? We're four times the average, the size of an average podcast. We're listen. Each episode is listened to at least one hundred and ten times. So I think that that feels good. Like those numbers feel good after only a year of uh, hacking away at this, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, we haven't revolutionized anything. We haven't invented anything. Mm-hmm. It, it's just telling God stories, right? Let, letting people tell their God story, right? yeah, the story of their life. Um, so, so. We found a, a good audience, I guess, right? Are people the, the three sixteen family? You know, likes this style, likes this form. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, what else is Riverside saying? Well, that's all I have for that. Mm-hmm. But what I think is interesting is how you just said, like the three sixteen family, the three sixteen congregation. Because when you started out, you wanted to make a podcast that would be influential and it would be prevalent to this area, right? Yeah. Well, you know that, yeah, right. Because, you know, we live uh, in a pretty large, small community. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not delusional enough to think that we're going to be international, uh, unless we take a run for Rogan, right? Uh, I I don't. We wouldn't even be um, national, right? That's just silly. But I, I do think that in our corner of the world, Mm -hmm. um, we have a voice. Yeah. And a platform, and we have an opportunity to to share with our community um, people from within the community mm-hmm. their their stories, even people that that we that we meet or are introduced to that that aren't really necessarily a part of the community. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, guy, uh, friends of mine like uh, Juan Ortiz, uh, he's not from this corner of the world, right? Um, uh, Ivan Medina. Who has just moved to this area, right? I mean, th- those guys had a lot of traction too. Um, it's just a, a wonderful and supportive uh, community or um, base of three sixteen family that we have. Mm-hmm. So on, so what we do when we put out our audio is we put it to one website and that puts it to all the audio platforms. Yeah. And all this costs money. Am I, am we, were we paying money for all this? We are paying money for it, but right. it's well worth it. It's well worth right. it. So all the technology, all the stuff, we're, we're actually paying for all this, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So sure. when it gets sent out, what comes back is it tells us our downloads. So like the 3,516 3, downloads tells us stuff, but it also gives us like a little map and it puts a little red dot wherever someone has downloaded it. And it's not like this is where this person lives. This is their street. It's like this is a general area. Yeah. Like if you listen to it in Orlando, there, like someone listened to it in Orlando, there'll be a little red dot. Mm-hmm. So I went through the United States Jeez. and I went through the world <laughs> and I calculated how many people listen to. And so how many states do you think were listened to? In Three. The- Indiana, Michigan. <laughs> Right, Illinois, maybe a little, a little Wisconsin. Thirty-six. Thirty-six states. I, I 36. don't know thirty-six states. I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't even. I couldn't even rattle off thirty-six states. Yeah. So we're listened to in thirty-six states, and guess how many countries? Just the one. Eleven. Eleven countries. Eleven. The United States. Yeah. Brazil. Uh-huh. Argentina. Ireland. Yeah. England. Yeah. Belgium. Mm-hmm. Germany. The Czech Republic. Russia. India. In Malaysia. So what's strange about all that is I, I don't even speak most of those languages. Like I don't speak uh, Irish. I don't speak English. Mm-hmm. Uh, I certainly don't speak um, uh, German, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's pretty crazy, right? But I, I, I suppose you subtitle everything, right? 
Or, or are there people like in Germany that actually know English? Yeah, there could be. Yeah. But that's, that's I, crazy. Yeah. But I just think it's fantastic that yeah. in 36 that you were like for this small region. Yeah, for a little corner of the world, yeah. We're going to we're going to do this thing and then it spread to 36 states. 36 states in 11 countries. In 11 countries. And mm-hmm. still more than 27 people. Still more than 27 <laughs> right. people. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. So I I don't know, not bad, right? I I think that's fantastic. But again, it costs money. Yeah, it all costs money. I mean, after after a year, we've we've spent some money, right? Yeah, we spent some money. And again, we you know, our, our, I mean, our first almost our first entire year was was proudly sponsored by good friends of ours, uh, the, the Maynard family at, at Precision Overhead Doors. I mean, they they pretty much paid for our first full year of production finances. Yeah, they've been huge. Right. Uh, and of course, all, you know, we've got some different partners doing different things with us. Again, you know, equipment and, and studio, uh, you know, D-Lo Studio Designs came and redesigned this. Again, thanks to the fellows at Payrock for helping to uh, sponsor this. Um, but diff- different people in different ways have have given. Um, and, and of course, going into our next full year, uh, if we decide we're going to do another, another run, um, we we need more sponsors, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Sponsors are always fantastic, and I, and so Facebook is our most. It's it's our most important. I'd say our most important platform that we upload these to because yeah. of the amount of people that engage with it and the amount it gets shared. So I think after reading the statistics from Facebook. I think if people are on the fence about maybe sponsoring an episode or sponsoring someone being like, hey, I have this friend or I know someone that has a really great story. If you do do a podcast with them, I'd like to sponsor it. Or if they want to do what Precision Overhead Doors did and just sponsor us for a year, I think these numbers will validate not only that they could get business from it, but that they're helping a great cause. Because I've had people come up to me and go, "My, my garage just completely yeah right right, right. and yeah. I, and I, because of your podcast i called them up yeah i actually have heard a few a few people saying um i i called them or hey so and so was looking i told them about precision so 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 we we know that on the audio streams only mm-hmm. 3500 total downloads mm-hmm. uh 27 uh, over 27 people, so 100 people on average, mm-hmm. uh, 37 states, 11 countries. That's just on audio. That's just on audio. Okay, go ahead. So for Facebook, what do you think the most listened to episode was? Yeah, uh, I would think Jason. Yeah, right. so I'm tooting my horn a little bit, yeah. but it's a seat at the table with Jason and Justin DeVries part you one. you got to be kidding me. And it's got to be just, you know, I mean, I've got a face for radio, <laughs> uh, but but you and your dad obviously have a face mm-hmm. for television, so you uh, guys, I you appreciate guys must that. have nailed it. Mm-hmm. Well, so a seat at the table. That's that's even a podcast that we're not even really producing much anymore, just because nope. it was uh, it was clunky, right? It felt felt a little clunky to me sometimes. It it, it was odd. It was um, it, it felt like when you were having a dinner with all your close. It's like if you had Thanksgiving, but you tried to cram it down into twenty minutes. Yeah, it seemed like uh, that podcast had a lot of meat on the bones, but there was only so much you could get at, you could get at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that episode got 2.3 thousand people reached. Oof. And uh, the second most 
engaged with episode was Talking with Bob Bauer 4 reached 1.1 thousand people. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we didn't didn't play the game, but we know the game, right? I mean, Bob has been one of my closest friends for, you know, 26 years. Uh, Jason has been, you know, one of my closest friends and kind of a a family member Mm -hmm. um, for 26 years. Uh, and so having having two of my friends in here just makes sense. I, I've had other friends in here, mm-hmm. um, but in our s- small, you know, large community, they're pretty well known, pretty well liked guys. Mm-hmm. So of course those numbers were going to kind of skyrocket, right? Because, yeah, of course. Because everybody wants to to s- hear and see Jason and hear about his life and his health and his recovery and all that's great. And of course everybody wants to, to hear and see Bob. Uh, off the, the the platform, right? Off the pulpit. Who's who's the real Bob? Let's mm-hmm. let's sit down and listen to him talk candidly with one of his buddies, right? So obviously that those are going to attract numbers. Right? Yeah. Well, a lot of times, like with uh with like with like my dad, people only get like a Facebook post yeah. about how his health is, yeah. or they get a ten second like summary of how this is going in my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure Bob's the same. Like you only get a little piece of the five thousand piece puzzle. Every day, and you go, oh, this sermon told me this about yeah, him yeah. and stuff like that. But it still blows me away, man. I free, I, that that one of the biggest ones featured you. Yeah, it, it feels mean, odd. Why don't you and I just switch seats and <laughs> and you start being the one to to bring the the audience in, and I'll sit behind the camera and not turn it on. I guess I don't know. I mean, you have to show me what you do. You, after I ask you some of these questions, we'll see if you still feel that way. <laughs> All right. Um, so our total numbers, we can uh, – Facebook calculates how many minutes we were listened to in total. So in the span of the year, we were listened to 45,862 minutes. All right, hang on. So I'm not – I'm pretty good with the numbers, not great with math. So that's 45, 822? 862. 45, 862 minutes? Minutes. Oh, crap. If you convert that to hours, <laughs> yeah, okay. it's 764.4 hours. Why, people, you nobody has anything to do? <laughs> I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. That's ridiculous. We haven't spent that much time in the studio. Oh, not even close. But if we convert the 764.4 hours to days, mm. it's 31.8 days, which is 4.5 weeks. So four and a half weeks or 37 days Thirty-one. We, Thirty-one days we mm-hmm. have been watched. Yeah. That's creepy, man. Yeah. So and what's creepy about that is is I don't even know – like I said, I've got like 30 friends. Mm-hmm. So, I don't, so I've got 30 of the best friends in the entire world. <laughs> they have watched me for 31 days. Yeah. It's – yeah. So, someone would have to sit down on one of the 31-day months and have to watch it continuously through the entire month and then a little bit. After that, yeah, that's almost silly. I, I really think it's probably mostly my sisters, right? <laughs> because, right? Because they're just so proud. Thanks, Kim and Lana. I love you guys. I appreciate that. They're 31 days of watching their little mm-hmm. brother talk crap. Yeah, that's awesome. So that's the amount of minutes. Uh, how many seconds is that? Oh, do you want me to <laughs> put that in? No, no, no. I just, oh, I was gonna say yeah, I can figure that out. That's, that's just ridiculous, right? Yeah. So four and a half total weeks being listened to. 
and the amount of people reached, how many people do you think this podcast has reached in 365 days? Well, if you've got uh, audio, I mean, 100, uh, 200. 200 people reached. Two, three hundred. 13,375 people reached. Now, are those different people or just downloads or views or whatever? People that have interacted, people that have watched, people that have liked, people that have shared on Facebook. So 13,000 different people Mm -hmm. have watched this shtick. Yes. Jeez. 13,000 people. If you got a dollar for everybody who did that, then we could have paid for a whole year. That would actually be, that was a, that should have been a move. We should do that. You yeah. should have done that. Do you want to hear some fun comparisons about? I do. I'm all about the fun. Bring on the fun. Jason. All right. So in 2014, Motley Crue. Motley. Yeah. Motley Crue. Yeah, big fan. They yeah. went on tour. Uh-huh. And in Denver, they were at the Pepsi Center. Of course they were, yeah. And the amount of people that were there were 12,311. 12,000 people went to a Motley show in 2014. We beat that by 1,000 yeah, people. We, we did, yeah. In the same yeah, year. There, there you go, Tommy and Nikki. So there, there you have it, yeah. In the same year at Kansas City, they went to the Sprint Center, and there was only 12,246 people. We beat that by 1,000. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, not that, you know, not that I'm more, you know, more popular than Motley, but I think the mid two thousands was kind of rough, and they've they've reinvented themselves again. They're they're doing great. They're doing great. Yeah, they're they're coming back to do a, a, a stadium tour once once COVID allows them back out, and they're gonna, I mean, they're gonna blow three sixteen uh, podcasts out of the water. Trust me, those Vince Neal's got it, man. At least our numbers beat them at the Pepsi Center. Yeah, yeah. At least yeah. we did that. Yeah, we f- we filled up the Pepsi Center. Yeah, good job. So uh, nearby town, Cedar Lake. Yeah, we the amount of people that we've reached in a year. Is almost a thousand bigger than their entire population. Really? Yep. So our our community is bigger than all of Cedar Lake. Yep. That's pretty good. And That's Cedar Lake's cool. growing too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So this year, so we're competing with them. This yeah. Year. So this year we're gonna we're gonna take a run for St. John. Is that it? I think so. Yeah, we can take on St. John. We can take on yeah. St. John. All right. And then uh, according to BaptistNews.com. Yeah. The average church size in 2020 yeah. was 65 people. 65 people in your average size church mm-hmm. in 2020. In 2020. Correct. And you have always said that you are a pastor in uh, the skin uh, of an actor. Right. That's right. Yeah. And this this podcast has told stories of really radical life change yeah. and growth and highs and lows. Yeah. A lot like church does. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you have been able to share these stories with your congregation. Mm-hmm. These are the people that you've been telling stories to right. and growing through things like a seat at the table. At the end of the day, yeah. you've been doing uh, talking with and things like that. We're uh, doing uh, true stories of the Bible. Yeah, yeah, a couple of those. Yep. That means that with the thirteen thousand three hundred seventy-five people reached, your church yeah. is two hundred and five percent bigger than the average than your church average size. Church in America, yeah. So. Wow, so this is what it feels like to be a, a pastor of a mega church, huh? Yeah, it's pretty amazing because it's just this little room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Joe Rogan, we're taking a run for you, buddy. We're oh, <laughs> right? he better watch out. Two million podcasts, yeah. Two million podcasts. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah. Two hundred five percent the size of the average congregation. I think it's I think it's all it's all you, right? All me? Yeah. Because no. I can I can sit in the corner of any room and talk, uh, and 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 really that is is where where kind of this concept came from. Now, obviously, the Talking Head podcast has been around for two or three years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I ha- I find myself it just just a normal day, 
having some of the most extraordinary conversations with people. Mm-hmm. And it, it can go for, for hours. And, and when the conversation's over, we're, we're leaving, and I just think, crap, I, I, I wish I had a microphone. I, I wish I had recorded that conversation. Because out of that couple of hours, there was at least a half hour of really great stuff in there, right? Yeah. That I just I, – I, I remember uh, – you know, this is before my parents even died. I, rem- I remember Greg and I sitting out on the on the deck of dreams uh, before uh, fishing trips. And we would sit out there all, all night smoking cigars and, and talking and yucking it up. And then it would get real serious. Mm. And uh, I, I would just – man, I just wish that we could have recorded some of those. Mm. So that really is wh- why I wanted to do this. Yeah. So I have a bunch of questions for oh, you. Oh, crap. Okay. Uh, for that. Go ahead. All right. So you've done large-scale production, yeah. one-man shows, I have. voiceovers, right. plays, radio, right. Right. and maybe the most impressive, playing Captain Morgan. I was the captain, yeah. So um, I don't want to interrupt the question, but just so everybody knows, uh, <laughs> when you first start out as an actor, your agent gets you work, right? Theater work, film work, radio work, commercial work, uh, sometimes print ad model work. But it, when you're not currently working, they try to they, they get you industrial work. So you become like a like a model at the at the auto show. Well I I, I couldn't pull any of that off. So uh, they made me Captain Morgan. So I actually had to put on a fake mustache and a long black beard, put on the Captain Morgan outfit and I would do a, a pub crawls. Mm-hmm. So I would go to uh, different bars throughout Chicagoland and giving away free shots of of the captain. Yeah. So so that's how I was Captain Morgan. I'm sorry, Jess. Go ahead. Yeah. How is this experience of podcasting compared to the other productions that you've done in the past? All right. So uh, very very very, uh, very good question. So the I uh, well, I hate being on the hot seat. <laughs> it fulfills me in a way that a lot of the other productions hasn't. Because there's an there's an instant um, fulfillment in conversation. Uh, the back and forth banter between me and a guest, uh, knowing that you and an audience is right here. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a three uh, person conversation, right? Uh, me and the guest, and you, and, and the rest of our audience vicariously kind of through you, right? Uh, and it's just real and honest and authentic, and you just let God take that conversation wherever it goes. So what I mean by that is is, is this, just, just so everybody understands how, how we do this. Um, I either have an idea of somebody I would, I would like to have uh, their story out. Uh, Sue Matice, right, came in and um, uh, knew her pretty well. Years ago, of course, you know, for the last couple of years, just haven't uh, seen her much. Certainly her, her husband more, just through through work and church things. Uh, I just always thought it was a, a captivating uh, story mm-hmm. uh, of, of her life and their life and what they've gone through. And so when she got here, I, so I told her the same thing I tell everybody, which is let's not talk much. Let's not catch up mm-hmm. because I don't want to ruin that. I want to put that out. Uh, here, here's what I need to know. Um, I need to know, is there anything you do not want to talk about? Like, that topic is off topic. And other than that, if you get too racy, sexy, uh, political, or whatever, I'm just going to remind you to keep it above the line. And that really is the only show prep I do. Mm-hmm. Ask the person, get them in here. I go through the couple things, right? Let's not talk. Is there anything you don't want to talk about? And if it gets too too weird, I'm, we're going to 
because we don't cut. So I'm going to remind you, let's keep it above the line. So I like the fact that there's not a lot of sh- uh, show prep and just sitting in here and and just allowing that conversation to go wherever wherever God will, will, will have it go. Mm. Um, it's really fulfilling to do that, have that conversation. And then to see the, the numbers of people that, that it um, connects with is, is pretty is pretty cool too. Yeah. Nice. Um, question two. Yeah. What are some highlights for you in terms of, of guests? Like I never thought this person would want to be on, or it went better than you expected. Uh-huh. I have uh, I've learned in my life at forty eight years old to have very thick boundaries and very low expectations. Mm. Uh, nobody. Nobody has has um, nobody has ruined anything. There's never been a bad moment. No. Some of the ones that that took me aback uh, is, is I said we don't cut, right? Mm-hmm. One of the one of the ones that that caught me off guard was with an old Sunday school teacher of mine, Carl Boonder. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. Just going th- going oh. through his story and allowing him to kind of start at the beginning of his memories and unpack his story, his life, his jobs, his marriage, his kids, uh, his careers, the ministry that he was in, and watching him be so um, grateful mm-hmm. and, and moved at what – God has done in his life that he actually asked us to cut yeah, because he needed to compose himself so that he could keep talking was, was, re- was really um, a powerful moment. That, you know, when you, when you think about it, you look back at some, some of the old guests we have, you, you know, you look at Marty Schmidt and, and, the, and the life that he went through um, and, and, so many people have, have gone through so much stuff, and, and God has been there through all of that. And and just to see so many people be moved as they as they go back and think about their life, that that brings them to tears not not over mourning or grief, but how, how when you when you go back and tr- trace it from the from the beginning, you, and you just see that God has brought you through all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, watching people be so emotionally um, um, connected to. What God has done in their life, I think. I think about your dad. I think about you know Sumatice. Everybody that has these stories has a moment or two where something radical happens, and they can't get through that portion of their life without getting choked up or or feeling the the, the gratefulness of of God for getting them through that. Mm-hmm. Um, was that the answer to the question? I, what were some moments that stuck out? Was that it? Yeah, of course. Every. every I think there there are there are some great moments in in every in in every in every moment. I, I think of uh, you know my my health coach uh, Christine Gerling, just meeting her really for the first time, you know down here and, and taking that journey with her and, and then seeing what a what a sh- crap show my you know my health my <laughs> health has been since I got off program. Yeah, right? we we could talk about that if you want a, a new uh, health diagnosis for me, but. Um, Every every guest, every person who's been down here, whether it was a seat at the table, uh, talking with Kelly, talking with Greg, uh, talking with who talked with so many people, mm-hmm. um, they've all had moments that that kind of blew me blew me away. Yeah, the yeah. Carl's episode was such a sleeper hit for me. Yeah, like 
it because he what does he does he have dementia? Yeah, he has this uh, kind of the starting. Um, I don't know what they call it, right? I mean, it's not Alzheimer's, but kind of yeah, starting yeah. stages of dementia. And 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 I think uh, we got him on a really great day. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you know, he was. Wasn't that what his family said? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It it was so. It, it was he. It seems like he had like a very complicated suitcase. Like the t-shirts weren't folded and the jeans were over here and the shoes weren't next to each other. And you had to take them out individually and you had to take them out and then you had to put them back in the suitcase. And I I remember him crying and we had to cut. And and it wasn't like this is – it's hard because it's uncomfortable. It's hard because it was so powerful. Like when – you usually drink coffee before. Usually, yeah. Or during, and yeah. then you have to go to the bathroom. Oh, buddy, right now it's it's getting bad. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and usually that leaves me and the guest in yeah. the room. And sometimes we make small talk. But Carl, he was talking about how as a boy when he worked in the grocery store and when he was super poor, his family was really poor, the grocer would stab the soup cans or uh, whatever cans so the, his family the, the could eat. Cans, yeah. Yeah. And while you were in the bathroom, I told him, I said, because he was talking about how many people he's helped, I said, it's interesting how you you went from having people stab food, food cans for you in the same way you're doing that for other people today. Yeah. And then you started crying again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once, once you get your heart in a vulnerable place, anything will make you cry. Yeah, yeah. That, so that wasn't that great on my part. But, yeah, that, yeah, that was a really great episode yeah. or great series we did. All right. Um, who do you want to see on this podcast the upcoming year? Yeah, so I've, I've, I, I have some conversations with some people. Coming up, um, there's actually some some more well known people uh, that I've I've been talking to. Ooh. Uh, there's some uh, musicians coming up. Um, I, I would love I'd love to get some some more artists in here. And actually, it's a, it's a very strange thing, that, and 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 part of this might diverge into a different category, same kind of style. But there's this um, ministry that uh, I've been a part of. Um, Called uh, Living Fire um, or, or the Journey type of thing, where it's a it's a pretty intense one year um, kind of unpacking what God has done in your life. So I, I, it's kind of the the journey is broken down in three parts. It's it's God's story, right, and the second part is your story, and the third part is how do those uh, combine or intertwine for you to know what you're going to do next. I, I went through that um, a number of years ago. It's something that's still uh, pretty thriving, and it's such a life-changing, um, life-affirming curriculum for most people that go through it and that, that I have found that a lot of people don't know what to do after that. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually meeting with, with somebody today to talk about uh, how can we creatively, maybe dramatically, or at least uh, record that journey for them oh. as they um, uh, kind of unpack their story and then and then the, the now what questions, right? That's cool. Um, so that so that might open up, uh, you know, not, not bizarre but but amazing uh, direction. That's cool. Yeah, there's some uh, f- friends of mine, um, you know, Facebook maybe not friends, but they're Facebook friends um, that I kind of have have watched their life a little bit. I'd love to try and get in here, and of course, some of these some of these people are a little bit further out, so we may need to um, call them. Mm-hmm. Um, so it may be a little uh, boring to watch, but um, I never want to give out any specific names or anything. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to having a few more people in here. 
Nice. That's good to hear. Nice that uh, we're going to keep this going. Hopefully, uh, that's up to you. Hopefully. right? I mean, we're going to because you you've got some life changing things coming up too. So we're going to have to talk about all that. Right? We can hope. We can hope. All right. So after hearing our year end statistics, what is your initial reactions? What were some surprises, and what made sense to you? Well, you know, because when I mean honestly, again, when I leave this room, I just put it all in your hands. Uh, me and the guest, we walk out. Sometimes we have a coffee, sit upstairs, we talk, we laugh. Um, usually there's n- there's no part B to this uh, because even if it's a three or four a week thing, it's all done right here at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, so so they're gone, and I honestly don't don't think about it. I just know that on Sunday afternoon you're editing, putting it together, and getting it out there. Once in a while you'll text me. Get, you know, give me somebody's name or whatever. But other than that, I I, I don't know. So an initial reaction is, um, well, I think it went better than I thought. Um, because, you know, again, as I as I talk to people, you know, through the world, somebody will come up to me at, at the grocery store or, or somewhere and be like, hey, I heard that thing. That's that's really great. So those those feel good to hear those things. But it's certainly not uh, um, 30,000 uh, hour, whatever it was. I and mean, what you said, it yeah. certainly didn't seem like that big of a deal. Yeah. So it, it seems, yeah, it seems like whatever we're doing might be working on. Mm. I I hope so. Um, so the circumstances of the farmhouse and the Payrock Studios are very yeah. odd. Yeah, yeah. In which if your parents were still alive, yeah. we probably wouldn't have done it well, guaranteed. this soon yeah. or this uh, far. Ever, yeah. What do you think your parents' reaction to the success of the podcast would be, yeah. and what do you think they would tell you? Yeah, I, I think they would say I talk too much, <laughs> right? I mean, it, you're not, Clayton, you're not that important, right? Uh, and, and that's part of the thing is I, 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 I want people to know, I, you know, just like you, just like every guest in here, I, I have a story. I think uh, the first episode we did was talking with Clayton, right, yeah. where I kind of laid out my story. Uh, and there, you get little nuggets of, of my life in some of these conversations. But for the most part, uh, when, when you're watching talking with somebody, it's, it's their moment. It's their time to tell their story. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I don't ever want to um, showboat or shadow them or whatever. Um, you know, losing my parents – Ah, piss, right? I mean, too soon, man. Mm-hmm. Too weird. Too um, too sudden. Um, I mean, I was I was on a fishing trip when my mom died in a car accident. I I couldn't get back. I, I mean, I was able to fly back the the day before the funeral. It was, yeah, and you know, and then dealing with my dad and his his heart heartbroken sadness, and only five months later for him to die. Working on the gutters in the house and he fell that wasn't supposed to and, and, and all that happened after you know six months after i got out of the hospital with a life-changing health diagnosis um and and so i i mean i had thoughts uh a while ago of why well, would be cool to you know to, to kind of have a find an old abandoned church somewhere and kind of re rehab that turn that into like a theater performing art center or something so and then this house, you know, my next next door to me where I grew up, this this house became available. I don't know, I don't know what to do with it, and and it was, you can make it something, you can sell it, you can rent it, you can do something with it. And I thought, well, some kind of some things I wanted to do, right? I, I mean, I want to kind of uh, brainstorm and and uh, and try to do some theater, some some performing things, at least make a little rehearsal center, 
and let's try that that podcast thing. So, so I I mean I had no preconceived idea that that it would turn into this. It it just you just go to the next next thing that made sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we you know I as I walk through this this empty house that I that I grew up in that's that's now void of life. I think I think how how can we redeem it? How can we bring life back into it? Mm. And I, and, I, and it's been a couple of years now when we've been podcasting for a year. And I, th- I think we've been faithful mm. with the opportunity that came to us. It certainly did not come looking for this. Uh, certainly not this way. But I think we've been faithful stewards of what opportunity came to us. Mm. Um, my dad was, was more quiet and would probably be a little ashamed of all of the mention. My mom was probably a little more boisterous and out there, and she would have probably have wanted to be a part of every single podcast <laughs> we've ever done. Guaranteed she would be sitting here drinking a glass of wine mm-hmm. and yelling and laughing. Yeah, That's great. So... You wanted to start the podcast while you're in the hospital with the Widowmaker's disease. That's what they called it, right? The Widowmaker's disease. Uh, sticky blood disease. Sticky but it's, blood it's, disease. It's commonly a Widowmaker. Yes, yes, yes. It's mm-hmm. not a Widowmaker heart attack. It is a, a blood clotting condition that is usually diagnosed post mortem when your widow asks for an autopsy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And you, and while you're in the hospital, you were like, I want to do something creative. Something. Something creative. Right. You want to do something. What would you tell that Clayton in the hospital? And what do you think his reaction would be to you today? Yeah, I, I would I would tell him, Clayton, this life gets harder, so take your time. Hmm. When I got in the hospital, I was I, I knew why I was in the hospital. <clears throat> um, physically, um, was a different story. I had an actual physical thing going on inside of my body that needed immediate attention. Uh, emotionally. I needed to get out of my own way. And spiritually, I think God was telling me, Clayton, I, I've, I've created you and called you on purpose for purpose. You're not doing it. Uh, and this is actually what, what the heart doctor said to me. She said, uh, just so you know, you have a disease. The disease is usually diagnosed first post-mortem when your widow asks for an autopsy. Mm-hmm. She said this. Um, God has you here for a reason. Find it and do it. So then I stayed another two or three days in the hospital thinking about that and thinking about how pretty great my life had been up until that point. Of course, we all have problems and, you know, whatever, right, setbacks and dysfunctions and pains, but pretty charmed life up until that point. And I, and I thought, well, I, I know what it is. I, I, know what, I know what I should be doing. I know what I'm not doing. I just honestly I don't know how or what to do. Mm-hmm. So I, I said, I had this promise to God. Okay. When I get out of the hospital, any opportunity that you bring my way to do this thing, I'll do it. Mm. And so for the next number of years, any opportunity that came my way to speak, uh, as a, as a public speaker, as a performer, as a writer, uh, as a, as a creative producer, I took every, every opportunity to do that. Um, I would have told myself laying in the hospital, take your time to get better mm. because it, it will start coming back to you. Um, but take your, take your time. D- 
don't don't rush getting back. What would you think his reaction to the podcast would be? In the amount of lives changed, in the amount of people. Well, I, I think I think he would probably think that was ridiculous because up until a year ago, that was still ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still you, it's it, still ridiculous. you still think it's ridiculous. It's st- I don't, I don't, I still don't get it. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just think that I'm I've I've found myself in some pretty great conversations that I think other people should have heard, and so that's pretty much all I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Right. Is is kind of manipulating the situation where as authentic of a conversation as possible can happen. You can just share it with some friends. That's kind of how the whole thing started. Mm. Um, you know, um, 37 states and 11 countries later, that's that's all surprising. That, that doesn't make sense to me. Mm. Uh, it was just to share some of these pretty great conversations with some pretty great friends, uh, with some other pretty great friends is, is how that started. And, and so, it, yeah, it's still a little bit ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. I mean, when I, when I when I got out of the hospital, I thought, well, they, they put me on, you know, three weeks of bed rest and then another three weeks of home, you know, whatever, and it's going to take months before you feel normal again. I thought, well, I'm, I'll sit around the house and I'll, I'll write the great American novel, right? I'll, I'll, I'll finally be able to produce that Broadway show that I have in my brain, right? But when I got home, I couldn't do any of it. My brain wasn't functioning. I couldn't I couldn't think. I couldn't do anything. It, you know, let alone think about trying to actually work for for money. You know, forget it. I couldn't I couldn't do anything. I couldn't couldn't think my way out of a box. Mm. Um, so, you know, all those plans and thoughts, uh, they, they went away pretty quick. Yeah. Mm. So think, think about this, you know, f- you know, four years later, when I was in the hospital, October, 2017, right? So, uh, 17, 18, um, I don't know, was that three, four years ago? Yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot has changed in three, four years. Mm-hmm. Right. Hmm. Well, I, that's all the questions I have, but. Yeah. And I got some questions for you then. Ooh. Is is this what you thought it would be? When I mean, when I came to you, I, you were showing me something or doing something on your iPad or something. I'm like, oh hey, uh, you want to try and help like set up a, a podcast thing for me? Is, mm-hmm. is this, a, a, a year later, uh, is this about what you were thinking? No, I I have no idea what I was thinking. Honestly, I so so the first clip I ever edited was from the camera that you had. And it was Bob Bauer playing golf. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And he completely whiffed the shot. Yeah, right, right. And I was so proud of myself because I figured out how to put music <laughs> behind yeah. Bob Bauer messing up his golf shot. Mm-hmm. And I remember Jaden coming down and having him help me with the audio and the stuff like that. And, um, yeah, like I, I thought it would be like you sitting in the corner in one of those, like, cool, like, Chairs they have at fancy bars where yeah. it's a leather and there's holes in it, yeah. and it would just be you with like a cigar and be like, "This is what it's about, yeah, eh? This is what we're talking about yeah. today." I thought I thought it was gonna be like that, but nah. Like the like the amount of people that have had great stories and the amount of people that have like had lives changed, like like for me the most the highest point I think was when Greg was here and Kelly came over. And you could tell Kelly didn't really come over just to talk to you. Is that she was like, I need to. She goes, I, Can we just film a podcast? It'll be yeah, quick. Right. And as, this was while the studio was getting remade. So right. we went in the yeah. theater space yeah. and we recorded. Right. And it was so interesting to see that Greg and Kelly, people who have never met before, because this was it was like their catching up episode, people that have never met before, they met three months ago. And now they're calling each other when they're having low days. Yeah, they've 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 become pretty good friends over the last four or five months. Yeah, yeah. These, they're they're accountable to each other with their health, and 
we we were sitting there when we were done recording and Kelly, she seemed kind of down and like how I told you how on our audio platforms, you're able to see the map and see where, where countries are and whatever. And I showed it to her and I go, Hey, as encouragement, this is your story. You may think it's just you and your house having a bad day, but when you record and we send it out and people are like, I can go through the same stuff. I can be at the lowest of lows, but I still have the opportunity to reach out to other people and base and be an inspiration and to show that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. She was so happy. Yeah. And it was just able to be like, a lot of times you're just going to send it out and not think about it. You hope it uploads and it's all that. But to see that initial instant gratification of being like, this is helping someone. The same thing with like Carl, like his family now has his story yeah. told forever. Yeah. And it was a well-led conversation. He spoke his heart and he spoke his truth and that's everything. Yeah. So it, it so it's it has it has changed your expectations. It's been something completely different for me. Now now that we've got a year under our belt, uh, is is there any goals, hopes, dreams, um, changes that you'd like to make? Ooh, I I think I think it would be great. To, I think so far with like our with you interviewing people and them going out on a weekly basis, I think those are going well. I think we know how to do those and navigate those waters well. I'd love to see you do more like creative content. Like True Life Crimes of the Bible, I think is really cool. It's a really cool concept. And I think that like editing it is really fun for me. And I feel like there's so many ways you can go with it. And you're still able to do the creative side. And you're still able to talk to guests with people like pastors or people who have researched this topic for a few weeks or stuff like that. I feel like you're able to encapsulate conversation, the Bible, creative work. You're able to do it all. I feel like stuff like that is like something that would be cool to see you push towards in this future. Yeah. So just a little bit more creative content. Mm -hmm. Yep. I I agree. I agree. Because this is good. This is fun. This is fulfilling. But it does get a little boring. Yeah. Right? Because we've we've done this an awful lot. We're going to continue to do it. But we need to keep getting people in and and talking and having great God conversations. Mm-hmm. Brother, I love you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for all your hard work. Uh, we desperately we need uh, sponsors again so we can keep uh, paying our producer. Uh, man, thanks for all your work. Thanks, thanks for everything you've put into it. I so appreciate you. One of my biggest um, surprises of the year has been really how good you have done at it. I, I thought you'd you. probably do all right mm-hmm. and it'd be a good place to set up. But you are extraordinary at that work. You're, you're motivating uh, the text and the conversations, wanting to keep moving it down the road. It's what I need in a partner. Thank you so very much. Uh, thanks for your work at 316 Podcast, 316 Creative Works. Guys, my name is Clayton uh, from 316 Creative Works. Thanks for checking out, catching up, wrapping up, whatever, uh, with uh, 316 Podcast.